Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. Oh, everyone, if you got loins, gird them, because we're headed to one of the most spectacular weeks in college football. Who, who, Is it rivalry who, week? Who, no! Who doesn't have loins? Ew. Questions that you don't want answered. We're an inclusive podcast. Cotton. If you're the loinless, we don't want to lose a listener. Cotton Hill. Okay. Right? Wait, wait, wait. Let me back up. What do you think loins are? You know, right? <laughs> Webster's defines loins. You know, for a frontier, it's, it's where you gird. Really you're it's, not really up on your cuts of meat. Um, no, actually, my first response was, "How do I say the Gooch area and everything around it?" You know, Goochvania. Goochvania. But I didn't want to put it in terms like that. But look at the look where you put me, Ryan. Look what you made me do. We are a minute into this podcast. Maybe not even that. And I've already dropped the word Goochvania. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast. I dropped it. You picked it up. When you're listening to this podcast, please tweet Spencer at EDSBS and tell him what you think loins are. Sorry, that's at 38 Godfrey. We always pick on Godfrey. Come on. <laughs> Before I was so rudely interrupted by Captain Semantics over here, what I was going to say is that we are entering... One of the most hallowed weeks of the year. One that I believe a true expert on semantics, Jason Kirk, coined a term for many, many years ago. Jason, what week are we entering? Buddy, we're in SoCon Saturday, a.k.a. the SEC versus SoCon Challenge Week. When the A.k.a. The- FCS Week, a.k.a. Fussing Coach Saban Week. <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, get ready for shit to flow through a tin horn because the Alabama Crimson Tide have to play a FCS triple option team. Which this is all a, a way of saying that Nick Saban. <laughs> did somebody just make the Mike Gundy fart noise? Yeah, it's uh. Turns With out fart noise was the smartest thing Mike Gundy had to say all year. <laughs> I enjoy that Mike Gundy is not taking five and six or six and five or whatever they are, that mediocre record they have. I enjoy that he's not taking it well because most coaches only are this confidently brash and, and, you know, deconstructed boomer when they're doing well. But Mike Gundy, he just doubles down when things are going badly. That's a better look for him than the mock turtleneck. Callback! <laughs> it's true. Mock turtleneck's not a good look on anybody, really. Nor is the turtleneck. There's like three people in the world who could wear turtlenecks. One of them. Is it's not got the word mock in it. Thank you. It might as well be called the flame me young. <laughs> hey, speaking of flames and football. That was, <laughs> was there any we're, we're here to break down the Liberty game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, was trying say, to think of a way to work into Marco Rubio, but it appears he's still talking. I was just going to go back and say that uh, that would be the hot fire Nick Saban dropped this week, of course, because when playing Citadel, Nick Saban will take any straw that you extend in his direction and grasp at it with his wee little hands. And scream, scream as it waves back and forth in the breeze and yell, I'm being detained. Yeah, he was asked if he was going to sit to a tug of Iloa and uh, said, no, no. I'm not going to sit. Well, why would we do that? I mean, to say this was not an important game or didn't need to play. 
I think we need to do a better job of the people playing around him. Uh, some of these hits can be avoided by better execution. You can hear me hitting the table because I'm sure he started hitting the podium. Stop punching my furniture. When he did that. Stop it. Yeah. Y'all are saying that. I'm not saying that. Which is, I have to confess, Nick Saban's taught me to be a better, a better father because I have used that line on my children. Quit asking. I've used, I've used that. I think that's pretty common, though. I've used the line, uh, I've used the line, uh, the line, you said that. I didn't say that. Why would I say that? In other words, I hey, we're going to McDonald's, right? When your children sometimes just invent something out of whole cloth that they think has to happen, for instance, when your five-year-old says, oh, we need to go to Target. You said that. I didn't say that. Why does your five-year-old want to go to Target? It, dude. Because it's next to the game. They got like it, four not just, different aisles of Pokemon cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, eight, you have a, this is why I remember you have a girl. <laughs> a girl who's perfectly happy to spend time with people. I mean, and enjoy I do, experiences. I, I do have a child care issue I would like to raise at some point on the show. Well, oh, we no, are go ta- on. We never get to talk about you being a dad. I mean, Nick Saban naturally leads to discussion of wee ones. So, yes. So, my daughter is uh, turned to about uh, six weeks ago. And at her two-year-old, um, at her two-year pediatric appointment, we talked to her doctor. We said, hey, you know, we think she's probably ready to to potty train soon. But, you know, we want to know if you have tips or thoughts or whatever. And this is what... Her doctor, who is otherwise a very um, straightforward and frank and helpful doctor, said, pick a weekend, let her be naked, and she'll figure it out. Hmm. Kind of like life, man. No, I've heard That's that. How I solve all my problems. Is that is that a thing? Because it yeah. feels like it feels like a trick. No, I do that like once every six weeks. <laughs> OK, well. Oh, wait, even is that a thing for infants? It, it feels like a trick so that you can call the doctor on that Monday and be like, yeah, man, it didn't work. And he'd be like, oh, I got you. Oh, I got you to let your kid piss and shit all over the house. You big dummy. Of course that wouldn't work. Why would that work? Maybe he does. Maybe that's that's a piece of advice dropped by doctors, because this is around the time when uh, a lot of people would consider having a second kid, like once the uh-huh. first one's up and mobile. And, and this way, once you're cleaning literal shit off of a wall, you can think better of it and uh, not have the energy to even try to have a second child. This is this is starting all underclassmen on both offensive and defensive lines. That's what it is, because you go, well, what's what is it going to look like at first? Well, chances are it's going to be a few messes. <laughs> chances are there's going to be some tears and some screaming. But you but learn you know, from experience. You learn <laughs> after after some reps. <laughs> Learn your assignments. Put it all out there. Pretty soon you'll discover. You'll you'll get it. You'll figure out how to get it. Or um, I think in this scenario, you and your wife get fired. I don't know. That might happen too. Right, right, right. You know what? I'll take the buyout. That's fine. <laughs> That's good. Can I do broadcast work afterwards? It's fine. Sorry. I didn't. I just. Hey, Houston, how you doing? I just I just felt people should know that a doctor told me, let your toddler pee and poop everywhere. <laughs> Was there any offered logic behind this? Like, um, basically, I think the logic is that, you know, 
children children of that age are used to being in a diaper so they're used to like they they have a certain um sensory experience of what it's like to go to the bathroom and that sensory experience does not include having poop and piss all over themselves and they won't mm-hmm. like they won't like that and they'll want to figure out an alternative to that but my thing is how do you know that your toddler doesn't like having poop and piss all over themselves mm-hmm. what if they do what if this is now what if you have now reinforced like a pretty messy and distasteful uh, uh, joy for your kid. Cause you don't know, you can't say like, Oh yeah, they definitely don't like that. You're it's kind of, it's a little bit of a crap. But again, shoot. you've got a girl crap shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I see what I did there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the origin of the phrase. That's right. This is, this when, is when all think... gamblers were nude so that you could tell they weren't cheating. <laughs> yeah. Although I think this you does take your come... clothes off. So I make sure you don't have any cards. All right. <laughs> you shouldn't extend this to other things though. Like it shouldn't be like, you know, as an adult, next time you eat Chipotle or Taco Bell, you know, late at night after some drinks or many drinks, uh, just take all your clothes off. You'll get it. See why what happens. You, why are you getting autobiographical again? <laughs> uh, you know, I like to share things with readers. This is one of those this things. This is a podcast. <laughs> well, thank God it's not a visual medium. No, they're reading this. Those transcripts you post, they're huge in Argentina. <laughs> uh-huh. I, this this whole method, this whole get naked and figure it out thing, uh, first of all, that applies to lots of things in life, but I guess it it's just, we're going back to caveman roots here. It's caveman logic. Mm-hmm. Your, your body's not designed to want shit on itself. So I, I guess I get it. Sorry, I, I, I led us astray here, and I apologize for that. On no, that's podcast, fine. I was thinking that I was thinking that the only thing that, you know, messes itself and keeps doing it over and over again you know it's kansas football that's it just hire charlie weiss get him naked you'll see you'll figure it out that so that's what went wrong they made him wear clothes (laughs) yeah should have just let him go man the the week ahead uh we decided i believe this was uh i believe this was ryan's idea uh, which was, uh, I'll, I'll do credit to Ryan since I started the podcast by yelling at him. So I won't even do a damn it, Ryan, this week for any reason because I already did it. Well, this week um, is a damn it, Ryan week. It, it's as no. if the worst part of Brian Ryan's brain created a football schedule. There are how many how many games are there that are exceptions to that? <sighs> um, uh, no, Notre Dame, Syracuse. Yeah, uh, but. It's it's fouled up by because it uh, high, heavily involves the New York Yankees. Then again, we could see Notre Dame lose its best chance at a title game in many years uh, while dressed up like the New York Yankees. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State, Texas, pretty important Big Twelve. Big could be the Big Twelve number one contenders match. Of course, that's on the Longhorn Network, so no one will see it. But but way more than Big Twelve implications there. More importantly, if Texas wins this. Uh, Spencer Hall clinches two chicken bet victories. That's right. I think he, Hook he, him. I think worst case Spencer is pushing uh, both of those. Yeah. Push. The well, let's see. The Horns are fifteenth in the playoff rankings. Yeah. Thirteenth in the AP. Yeah. 
So uh, we've got we've got four lost trash like Northwestern in the rankings. So I think Spencer's clinched a push. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think a loss is going to drop them out of- unless you get your ass whooped like by seventy points by Iowa State. Which at home on the Longhorn Network. Even then, that's the number. That's the what number sixteen team in the playoff ranking. So it's not going to be. It's not. It's not enough. So yeah. to be clear, when we started this, Texas was number six in the AP poll, and as a result of going one and two, with the one being a close last second victory over Texas Tech, they dropped seven spots in that poll. Cool. Thanks. Hey, thanks, rest of college football, for sucking and letting Texas stick around when they had no business being there. You asked. Can I tell you? Can I tell you one game I'm really looking forward to? Yes. What? And this is strictly to see if the gods will let it happen. That would be Idaho at Florida. Last interrupted by lightning. <laughs> if Thor would permit us to play this game, please, I would laugh real hard. If this game was canceled by lightning again, just like, no, these two teams shall not meet. There's no reason for it to happen. If you want, uh, there's no, very little, like, this entire schedule is uh, is Scrapple and not even as tasty as Scrapple can be. It's it's a lot of, there's a lot of odds and ends, um, even if I did sort of perk up at the mention of Tulane at Houston because my tastes are unconventional. Okay. I just think it's going to be a good game, and I'm going to watch it. And you know what? If you watch it with me, no shame and no judgment. We'll just sit there together and enjoy a little third coast football. But Ryan had a brilliant idea, which was to take these games and uh, switch them out, man. Just it, it take take two games and make better games by matching them up. Right? You can swap for three. That yes, was- swinging. Right, three games. Yeah, I and mean, no re- no rematches. Right, we, no rematches. We asked the folks on Twitter to just swap swap any two games, but you could yeah. if you want to if you want right. to chain together as many games as you want, go nuts. Yeah, we we suggested no rematches, but we're I mean we're not going to hold people to that aggressively because we're lazy. Yeah, yeah we can't we can't look, look up at- to see whether these teams have played each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because when you look at this schedule and you go Stanford Cal. Drastic measures are called. Well, like, well, for. but that that's actually an example of one we're not going to touch. Four. Like Stanford and Cal, yes, you two stay, you two stay in your room together. Don't come out, please don't come out, Stanford and Cal. Don't come out until you you've scored a total of nine points together. Or is this one where we they, just send them in the room naked and see? <laughs> they'll figure it out. They'll figure. Oh God, that's an that's an extremely Berkeley approach to the problem. Poop, we'd poop, rather poop we'd wise. rather you do it here rather than somewhere else. Okay. Um. All right, Jason. Why don't you give us a swap first? <clears throat> I uh, I like this one from my uh, uh, relative of some some nature, Maddie Kirk Seven on Twitter. Penn State, NC State. Okay, we've lined up Penn State, NC State. That's a that's a decent matchup, right? The, the winner of that would have a have a New Year's Six case. Let's see what we had to do to, in order to get that matchup. What what price did we have to pay? What, what what devil's bargain did we have to strike? Motherfucker, it's Rutgers Louisville time. 
battle for the bottom of the power five. Oh my God. And I use the word power only because I'm legally obligated to do so. The loser of this game is very possibly the worst team in FBS. And you use the word bottom for sexual reasons. Yes. <laughs> Even though I'm not required to because Bobby Petrino has been murdered. And is no longer has anything to do with anything. Did you see that somebody figured out the timeline where, based on when he tapes the show, <laughs> yeah, I he was told that he had the meeting immediately after the, the great, coach's I, show. I have gotten that tweet tattooed on my body, so that I can look at it every day until I die, and just get a little warm feeling deep in my heart. I just, I just imagine Bobby Petrino like taking off his his microphone. You know, uh, having a sip of water. Oh, a missed call. I wonder who this could be. <laughs> like, what is, does he get out of the show? Like, mm, another successful recording. <laughs> and then immediately, where's the tweet? Uh, it came from, comes from Jason Anderson, Louisville. Kent Taylor said he taped the show with Bobby Sunday morning and Petrina left the studio at 1040. He met with Tyra, the AD at 11, which means he went straight from taping his coach's show to the meeting where he got fired. <laughs> I, I know his name's Tyra, but I just saw, and Tira met with him. I just saw immediately. We were all rooting for you. All of us. We're all rooting for you, Bobby. We weren't. Several people no. were not. Jason, we really was, Jason was not rooting for you. I can't say that. Very, very few people were rooting for you in this instance. But yeah, you know, was it a three-way call? Oh, God. Ooh. God. Holly has pulled her headphones out three times in the last like two minutes. I rebuke this. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, Jason. This suggests that Penn State NC State will be the more watchable game, but I submit that there is a chance it would not be. That Rutgers Louisville would actually have enough accidental dumbassery to be more entertaining than a Penn State NC State, which may be two two talented young teams with. Terrific stage fright at the same. Oh God! Oh, every. Oh Jesus! Expectation. Oh, I didn't want to be here. I just wanted to. I wanted to do art in my room. Let's see here. Uh, let's find the spread for this game. For Penn State, NC State. For no, no, no. For the more important game, Rutgers Louisville. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are we playing this thing? Let's play it at Louisville. No, let's, let's play. Let's play. Let's play at Yankee Stadium. Let's let's, let's, let's have Yankee it be the Stadium. undercard. All right, uh, Bill Connolly's numbers. He would have. He has Louisville as a minus ten point six compared to an average team, and Rutgers as a minus minus seventeen point four. So Louisville would be a touchdown favorite on a neutral field. However, Yankee Stadium, that's a Rutgers stronghold. So sure. we're gonna bump it down to six. Louisville by six. Um, that if you're wondering, gosh, why did Bobby Petrino get fired? You know, really did a lot of good things with the program. One bad year. Uh, it's because he would only be a six-point favorite against Rutgers. That's enough. That's enough to get fired right there. Spencer and Holly. Spencer and Holly, do you want to pick one? Uh, I do want to pick one. I was going to go ahead and line up. Uh, let's see. We just... <laughs> Should I do it? Oh, God. All right. So, uh, at Rohizi wants to switch it up and uh, take and go Arizona versus Oklahoma State and then says to let Gundy take on the newest wave of liberalism while we get to watch West Virginia versus Wazoo. Okay, okay. This started out kind of sexy and uh, took us 
into full on like actual erotic because West Virginia versus Wazoo. Oh dear. Also, Oklahoma State would probably lose, and I'm kind of down on Gundy at the moment. So cool. I'm good with that. That'd be fine. I like West Virginia versus Wazoo because it's sort of like Obi Wan versus Darth Vader, except they both smell kind of a little rough. (laughs) (laughs) The Jedi do not bathe. I we mean, nearly met it. That would be the stinky. By the end, there. That's true. He That's lived true. in a desert for like twenty years, and he wore like heavy clothes in the desert too. Like, ah, oh, he got to smell mm-hmm. terrible. He had he like real, one garment. He got to be real swampy under there. Also, buddy. god damn, you know what Darth Vader smelled like in there? <laughs> His rotting <laughs> corpse. Well, yeah, because they put him in burnt. They just threw him yeah. straight in. They just that thing's a smoker, is what it is. Road charred <laughs> and put away what? They put him in seared. Okay, all right. And they I dunk mean, him in goo every night to keep him like from melting. Like a sous vide, sous vader. They take him out of his, his, his nasty, sloppy smoker and dunk him in goo, and then they put him back in. He's basically I mean, like uh, like scissors at a barber shop. That's what they put it. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Get, get, get the barber side out. I mean, when Luke takes off, you know, Darth's helmet in Return of the Jedi, it had to smell like one big earring back. No, yeah, right? just, no. Just, you know oh. what it smelled like? Decades of farts. Trapped in the city. Yeah, just. <laughs> oh, Dad, you stink. <laughs> Decades of dad farts. We gotta burn you to get this out. And that's what he meant by "you already saved me." It meant oh, fresh air, finally. God, I've been oh. trapped here in fart world for like twenty years. <laughs> that's why he's so mad. The Sith. Yeah. The Sith. What are they powered by? Anger. If you had to smell that shit for what thirty years, oh my God, how mm. pissed off would you be? 20, excuse me. Yeah. West Virginia was, it would be really good, though. I'm like all in favor of that game happening. And actually, Arizona Arizona versus Oklahoma State, because I, I don't know if y'all noticed, but after being like the world's worst football team for the first two or three weeks of the season, Arizona kind of righted the ship a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're okay. And also, Kevin Sumlin would absolutely show up to this game and like hand out transfer paperwork two Oklahoma State players. <laughs> hey, man, if you're ever looking for a better opportunity, we're, we're willing to take anybody. It's Arizona. I mean, do you know where Tucson is? We don't. <laughs> we're going back there, but let's face it, we're driven. I None like- of us really get there on purpose. Do you like Do you like golfing? No? Do you like drinking on a golf cart? Yes? All right. Mm. That's a major. Yeah. I like the idea of like a Fox promo for this game, like Mike Gundy's band of snowflakes set on down to Arizona to try and cool the heat. But they'll just melt. With all of the sort of like half literate, like half college football literate things that Fox does, right? Like historical rivalry between the Arizona Wildcats and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who are definitely in the same conference. What? They're in the West Conference. <laughs> cowboy versus cowboy. Actually, it's a cat. It's like a- <laughs> but he's but he's got a cowboy hat on, so it counts. That is. Cute. He's got the spirit of the West in his heart, <laughs> and glands that have to be evacuated by a vet twice a year. He's a cowboy who was cursed by a witch into half cat form. <laughs> <laughs> And here's the same music we use for everything. 
Somebody's injured. The Fox injury music always has a little ride to it, too, which I always think is funny. Like, it's time to be respectful, but let's keep it going. And and that's why you better hope a president never dies during a Fox NFL broadcast. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> it's, it's just played on like a single trumpet. God, I just hope it's Al Michaels on the call when it happens. <laughs> We have some very tragic news. Oh, Jesus. What if Jason Witten has to do it? <laughs> it's going to take minutes. He's going to slam together like six metaphors. So the body is made out of dozens of light bulbs. And when the light bulbs go out. <laughs> Never been gladder to have Musburger safely out of the way. Then again, what we need is Tony Romo in the call because he'll tell you. Oh, gee, now watch the president's skull. It's about to explode. Pop. Oh, I saw that coming. Oh, you see what happened? See, Secret Service leaving a gap on the west side right here. Oh, they're going to exploit that. You probably will have the Secret Service rushing up on Romo because it's like, how do you know the president's skull is about to explode? This is where I just think about the TV series Tony Romo Oncologist, right? Like, Mm -hmm. no sunscreen again, huh? Well, I'm going to tell you how that's going to work out. Right there, that that mole, yeah, about th- about three months, buddy. Oh, you see right here, bad. he he, you see right here, he's justifying this by saying onion rings are a vegetable. <laughs> I feel like I hate Tony Romo. All he does is tell me the truth. That's why people hate Tony Romo. <laughs> no, what you really want is Tony Romo, pre-marriage counselor. <laughs> Nobody like like a seventy to eighty percent fail rate on it, right? Yeah, you see, you see, her approach to finances is to make decisions carefully and thoughtfully, and his approach is best described as "fuck it, we're gonna die one day." Yeah, see that being a real matchup problem. He thinks a car is an investment, and that right there, circles. That's probably where things are gonna go wrong. All right, um, this is a great one, so let's just talk about it. Uh, from at Sean underscore ESPN, we test the powers of our dear, dear super weapon, Pitt versus Bama. We're ready. Now, yes, we do. We do have to put um, Wake against the Citadel for this to happen, but that's fine. You weren't going to watch. I mean, you I gonna, think Citadel will struggle a little bit, but they might be able to get over the hill there. Here's Here's the best part. We can do this because... By putting Pitt against Bama instead of against Wake Forest, we have clinched the ACC division. <laughs> We've clinched the Coastal for them because now Virginia can't catch them. Pitt doesn't have enough Coastal games left to lose. So Pitt literally has nothing to lose against Bama and unleashes everything. The Doozers! What a beautiful game. How good would this game have been in like 1976 or whatever? Even like 1993, it would have been pretty decent. Nowhere near as good as it would be in 2018, though. Those old pit no. teams, those old pit teams they always brag about, those Mark May teams and those Dan Marino teams. I say Mark May teams, ironically. Dan, Mar- Dan Marino did more with the Dolphins than Nick Saban did, so. None, none Just, of those teams at ACC Coastal Glory. I just want to point out that, you know, 
as recently as this past weekend, Pitt had more starting QBs in the NFL than Alabama did. Oh, Nathan. Nathan. <sighs> R.I.P. Peter Man. The Peter Man is rolling along. Oh, yeah. that, that reminds me. Um, one of my season-long bets uh, has has been clinched uh, way early in the season. I want to say like week one or two of the NFL season. I um, I did a Twitter poll whether Army or the Buffalo Bills would have more passing touchdowns by the time Thanksgiving rolled around. And because uh, I believe the Bills have a bye next week, I'm double ch- or this week, I'm double checking that. Um, yeah, they don't play again until November 25th. How many passing touchdowns do you think this team has as of today, November 13, 2018? Mm, four. Six. Five. Perfect. Man, we should bracket it. <laughs> how, many, how many do you think Army football, again, the team that never passes... How many passing touchdowns do you think they have? Five. Four. Six. Hmm. See, that time we walked up to it. Yeah, Army officially has more passing touchdowns on on 79 passing attempts than the Buffalo Bills do. On, I gotta go back and look at it now. More than that. More than the exact number is more than that. That's enough. That's all you need to know. So all I'm hearing is the Bills got to start running the triple option. Would would that be the worst idea? Well, it would cut down on the amount of Bills football being played. That's true. Limit possessions. It would also be really funny if they were like, "Hey, great job, Matt Barkley. Happy to have you in here. Had a great start. Crushed the Jets. Uh, good. We are changing your role slightly. So." <laughs> Have you ever wanted to play fullback for exactly two plays? They can just go get, for the Bills. Go get Cardale Jones back. Why only two plays? Well, you're not making it a third, buddy. <laughs> Imagine if they tried to get Cardale back so he could run the triple option. He's like, I live in L.A. I'm not, not doing that shit. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> His like, job is backing up the... the, the uh, a quarterback will play till he's 80 years old. Cartel, Cardell Jones is the world's greatest job. He's the smartest and best. Got that Jim Sorgi life. Oh, God. I bet he's the dream. Great. I bet he's doing great. I mean, ideally, the best life is Matt Flynn, where you somehow trick somebody into paying you way too much money to do that. But that's a gamble. So that's tricky to pull off. Imagine an LSU quarterback being involved in some form of counterfeiting or fraud. Mm. Doesn't seem right. <laughs> At wrestling underscore II. Long time, long time listener of the program. Uh, and mostly yells at me for being a bad lawyer, which I am. Auburn versus UAB. <laughs> Battle for the best team in Alabama. Agreed. This would require us to have uh, Liberty play Texas A&M, which is a good battle of people who gave too much money to a single single figurehead who might not have earned it. Cult fight! Auburn? Yeah. (laughs) Who would you pick? What what would the spread in Auburn UAB be at this point? (laughs) Is that Auburn Auburn by 13? Some folks who wouldn't like it. 
Uh, it would be Auburn by thirteen. I'm calling. Um, not not that many. <laughs> not that many. No. Bill would have it as three on a neutral site. Wow. Three. Yeah. Wow. wow. And that, that we should wow. say that's mostly a testament to UAB having a pretty good season. They're thirty first in Bill's rankings. Auburn is twentieth uh, right now. So it's. It's not entirely bad news for Auburn. On the no. other hand, it's not entirely good news. God, I want this. I I want this game to happen in a bowl somehow. Also, Bill Clark can just bring all the stuff from his office and walk right over, can he? <laughs> can just save a trip, man. And just sort of. Like, what I brought? I brought my truck. Just, you guys. Hey, Gus, you got the Wi-Fi password? Why? Yeah. Well, no reason. I'll get it <laughs> yeah. from somebody else. I don't want to trouble yep. you. Y'all got a Hampton in? Those are real nice. I'll need one for a week or two. Please, please, college football universe, give us this game in some in some way or shape or form. Also, I like Liberty versus Texas A&M because it's a battle of two very different Jesuses. Texas A&M has the cowboy Mecca Jesus that they built in their garage. <laughs> he has risen. Because I'm an engineer and brilliant, but also kind of deranged. That's I call that fight dog versus God. <laughs> Man bites God. Whoop! <laughs> 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 A lot of people had UAB ideas. Uh, something about yeah. UAB. People people want UAB to get somebody. Like whereas whereas the uh, the fool says we want Bama. Uh, the wise person says, you want UAB. We just want to sick UAB on somebody. Um, this one from Cali Spiral on Twitter. Uh, you got to get the crazy matchup of UAB Dragons versus Iowa State Cyclones. It's a fire tornado. Yeah, woo, fire tornado. And then Cali Spiral adds, whatever schools they're supposed to play can just play each other. I'm sure it's no big deal. You know, just those the, whoever the two opponents might have been. Two totally random teams. Nobody will watch whatever that game was. Well, let's see. We Two. know we know um, UAB is giving us A and M. God, who would who would the other team be then? Iowa State. Uh, they're they're in their Big Twelve schedule. Uh-huh. So what is that? Baylor? Did they already play them? Uh, um, yeah. Um, TCU maybe. Hmm. Anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not a game that either either side would mind playing. It's definitely the scrap that we throw away. We don't eat this part. It's not a game we want to see, obviously, no, or it would already be on the schedule. Right? Yeah, they would. Yeah, I mean, if it were Team Texas A&M wanted to play, they'd play it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or, I or, can't or, believe you're disrespecting Big Cow like this. <laughs> can't believe it. Or if Big Cow wasn't like. I mean, Big Cow wouldn't be scared of to play any particular. No, Big team. Cow's not scared of anything. No, he's Big Cow, and he don't like you. And we can you suck his can dick. Suck his dick. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's hey, Big Cow. What kind of who are we playing? What kind of cow has a dick? <laughs> that that defeats the whole point of being a cow. The bull, the bull cow. <laughs> bull cow. Okay. That's a Texas term. You wouldn't know that. <laughs> you, you simple city fuck. You don't know what a bull cow is. You don't, do you? You've forgotten your roots. Yeah. <laughs> I might not know how to read, but I know what a bull cow is. Big cow's <laughs> rich enough that he keeps a dick in the gun rack of his truck. 
That's why it's got nuts. Come on. They come in a set. Um, Jason, you currently have in your bowl projections UAB playing Houston in the Birmingham Bowl, which A, unfair advantage. B, just can you can you just make that Auburn? Can you just make it Auburn? Yeah, I'll pull some strings. Thank you. That's all I'm because Auburn's only playing in the Liberty Bowl against Baylor. Like so, I feel like I feel like Baylor Houston, Auburn UAB, way better bowl games, right? So you know who has the power to make this happen? Who? The Florida Gators. God, I'll explain. It. Florida drops out of the New Year's Six, which hey, let me let me pitch you on that. That means you don't have to play UCF, huh? Huh? Mm, I'm, yeah. I'm hearing this. Okay. Which then bumps everybody down in the SEC bowl order. Auburn is going to be close to the bottom of that list because nobody wants to go to an Auburn football game. Uh, and the last team in the SEC group would then fall into the Birmingham. Okay. The, yeah. They'd fall I into mean, the Dragon's it, it, Lair. <laughs> so so let me be clear. If Florida loses to Florida State or Idaho, frankly. Or just looks shitty. Um, yeah. It yeah. was on purpose and it was to make this happen. Right, it was for the good of the um, Birmingham Bowl. We've always acted in the best interest of the Birmingham Bowl. Again, a place where it's okay to piss, piss and shit yourself. <laughs> Again, hashtag put pit in. Shout out Adam Lane. You didn't have to transfer. We loved you. Pooped his pants and then transferred. My God, he doesn't like that. You stay in your <laughs> shitty pants. You stay in your shit pants. You keep your shit pants on. Please never forget um, the Florida pooper said it was good for his brand because then people knew knew uh, knew of his deeds. That's all these millennials care about is their Instagram brand shit themselves, <laughs> doing whatever they want, not believing in the team. One of those Instagram accounts where it's like the same thing every day, you know, where it's like picture of same toast every day is the handle and that's the entire account. It's just that, but it's just shit pants. Put my, my pants every That's day. That's Jim Nance's account. Burnt toast. Burnt toast. Burnt toast. Pick of me in a sweater. Burnt toast. For the brand. Um, The last one, I believe, that we have. Can, I, can you mind if I take this one? Sure. Because I find sure. it very it, it entertaining. Might, it might not be the last one. I might add another one. So whatever. You know, you dive, you dive right back in there. Thank you. You, you jump right back in. Because all I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the one where... Um, this is a bit of a prop bet, mm-hmm. okay? Because we we did get a little creative. I appreciate the creativity. At Hooded Rehab, mm, it's an ominous name. Maybe you have to have an ominous name to think of an idea that's perverse, which is to get Alabama football to switch opponents with the Arizona Cardinals, Saban versus Gruden and the Raiders. You know you love it. I do actually. Then Citadel gets to play Arizona. I guess you know not the not not Arizona Wildcats, not the not the possessed cursed cowboy cat, just like the gypsy said. No, uh, we're talking the Arizona Cardinals, the full force of an NFL roster in your face, Citadel. That's gonna be kind of that's gonna be kind of bloody. But Saban versus the Raiders, one of my favorite discussions always is: Could this college team beat this NFL team? Um, which to put that in the proper context for somebody to say, could this high school team beat this college team? And the answer is, you know, 1,000 or 999 times out of 1,000, no. No. But but there is a wrinkle here. Mm. 
Um, who, what, what Alabama legendary receiver was on the Raiders at the start uh-huh. of the year, but is not anymore. Uh-huh. Amari Cooper, right? Amari Cooper is absolutely going to be like, oh, Bama's playing the Raiders. Here you go. Here's the whole playbook. Here's all of it. Here is, yes, it does have a lot of references to Pogs because that's the era that John Gruden is stuck in. Uh, a lot of sublime references as well. You'll notice that totally unnecessary, but here it is. Here are all of them. Treat the ball like your Tamagotchi. <laughs> you got to care for it. Couldn't, couldn't Amari just suit up? Some re- some revenge on John Gruden? Actually, John Gruden did that man a favor, so I don't got him out of yeah, got him out of what, yeah. got him out of the Raiders locker room. Yeah. I I don't know. If Derek Carr's out there, you may just you may just be able to I don't know, psych him into a state of fragility and sorrow. Where he's just paralyzed, because they've broken him fully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a broken broken man. Maybe like, that's maybe John Gruden's actually not a bad coach. Maybe he's like smuggling people out of the Raiders. Like these aren't bad trades. He's getting people out of a bad situation. Hmm. Like, and he's actually a secret hero. So he's an agent who is sent to rescue people from Haircut Davis. Yes. Or lack of haircut, Davis, who again drives a conversion van. Still, with that with that me, haircut, stop, stop stop making me like him. Why do you want to be like him? What's not to like? He's very self actualized, is he not? He's the brokest rich guy in a club. Yes, relatable. Okay, right? Yep. Because the only kind of rich I'm getting is to be the least rich person in a collection of rich people. That's the only way it's going to happen. You do work in online media, so yes, you will always be That's broke. correct. <laughs> in addition to that, uh, he basically has terrible taste and is okay with it. Yeah. Like, good for him. He's, he's weird even for a rich dude. And he drives a conversion van. And I'll admit, there's a certain uh, 11-year-old part of me that will always look at a conversion van and go... Captain's chairs, man. Captain's chairs. That's <laughs> all it takes. All right, the actual last one I want to do is from our, our our good friend Brody Logan at Brody Logan on Twitter. Have USC and Colorado trade opponents so we get two desperate, about to get fired coaches who don't give a shit anymore facing each other. Uh, this, as a side note, this would give us Utah versus UCLA. Don't watch that game. Just watch this game. USC, Colorado. All of the sadness. All of the despair. Hmm, I love that stuff. It's, it is weird, though, that both these programs could be firing their coaches after, after this year, having done basically the same thing. Like, it almost suggests that the standard to be Colorado's head coach is the same as the standard to be USC's head coach, which is insane. Which is absolutely fucking insane. Well, it's a it's a highly accomplished program, such as over over a certain timeline. Yes, that's <coughs> true. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, the real pressure you place on yourself is, you know, being good. So the lesson is to never be good. Oh yeah! If you never set the bar, you'll never run into it. Exactly. Don't do that. You have two options as a coach. All right. You can be good or 
you can continually get a team up to seven or eight wins from the bottom and leave. Be that person. Be the person who's just continually rehabbing programs, right? Person who gets it going. And somebody goes, well, man, is he a 10-win coach? I don't know, man. We're never going to find out. I just got to go do the next thing, man. Who, Bye. Who is that coach? Oh, I know who it was, but he 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 forgot his own rule. Don't yeah. It's Todd Graham. It was Todd Graham. Uh, who? We got we gotta stay on the move. Dutch said <laughs> exactly. we gotta keep moving west, east, north, and south. Be a bandito, man. Just be a bandito. Don't get caught. Don't get caught lingering too long. Don't let the eyes of a local lass seduce you into staying. Cause because here's what Todd Graham did. Seven and six, his first year at Rice. Pretty good year for Rice. Gone. Immediately gone. Tulsa. 10 and 4, 11 and 3, 5 and 7, mm-hmm. 10 and 3. Immediately gone. So, so it took a little while there, but, it, and you know, look, he was younger. He probably figured, hey, I've got an 11 win Tulsa team. I can turn this, like, maybe I can get, like, a hell of a job out of this. But once he hit that 5 and 7 season and he had one turnaround, yeah, gone. Pittsburgh, 6 and 6, gone. <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, he couldn't. Ha- he couldn't handle the pit, man. And then, <laughs> and then, ASU eight and five, ten and four, and that's when it should have happened. That's when he he had won a. Um, I think that was the year. Yes, that's the year he won the Pac-12 South with ASU, ten wins, eight and one in conference. Should have should have bolted. Should have taken the Chargers job. The Chargers job is always open and always, always. filled. You you may have already had it. You have already had it, and yet you've never had it. It exists outside of time and space. Go be the Chargers coach. But he didn't do that. He stayed at Arizona State to his own demise. On the other hand, maybe he's going to get the Kansas job. And if you do, Todd, once you hit five wins, if you get there, maybe four, bolt, leave. Learn from your own mistakes, goddammit. Yeah, that's what Mangino should have done. There's another universe where Mark Mangino took the Kansas job, ends up having that miraculous 2007, and immediately bolts to take whatever's up open in 2008. Probably the Chargers job. Damn. Damn, he'd be perfect on the Chargers. Let's see. 2008 head coaching changes. Let's just pick a spot for him. Um, Let's see. Arkansas hired Bobby Petrino. See, should have hired him. Uh, probably actually Michigan Rich Rodriguez should have hired him <laughs> Nebraska Bo Pelini was right down mm-hmm. the street yeah lots could, of good could, options probably could have just packed up the U-Haul himself oh here you go Clemson they had an interim coach who had no no experience whatsoever um, you know part of a failed staff I'm sure that worked out poorly why not just bring in a guy with a with an orange bowl on his resume there you go, Clemson. We fixed all your problems. See? 